thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the guard frequency because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 228 of the Best Damn Space Sim Podcast Ever, recorded on Friday, September 7th, and made available for download on Tuesday, September 11th, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Ken Shadow. And I'm Tony. And Henry will be streaming, streaming, hoping baby, you will be there. Right, Jeff? That's right, Tony. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything on Friday night, then you should come join us at about 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we can get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on that big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What have we got in store this week, Jeff? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, Helium Rain, and Starflight 3. Next, we'll get news from the Deep Black with Spencer McNunn and Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, where the team discovers a magical door of wonder for real this time. And finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checkers green, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Helium Rain's development is back on track after a summertime hiatus. Starflight 3, colon, universe, the quasi-space sim sequel to the 1989's space RPG hit, Starflight 2, colon, trade routes of the Cloud Nebula, has started a crowdfunding campaign. But this maybe, maybe not space sim isn't exactly doing a crowdfunding campaign. Well, it is, but it also doesn't have to be. Well, we'll get to it. Elite Dangerous releases a traditional dot dot patch, FDev is flipping the board on board flipping, and they get a lesson in what Tony calls Scalzi's Law, which is the failure mode of clever is asshole. And the monthly report for August is out from CIG, and they file another motion to dismiss in the Crytek suit. 
Well, we've got so we, we I had to skip some of this stuff over the last couple of weeks because it came across our radar and we just had so much to talk about. So now I'm going to cram at least two uh, non-traditional topics. Uh, we we kind of rotate our coverage of other space sims uh, into this week's flight deck because they're, they're pretty cool. So starting first, uh, helium rain. We've covered that a couple of times uh, here on the show. Uh, they kind of went into a summertime holding pattern, slump, something, whatever. Uh, but they're back with an announcement and uh, some new features. Uh, now, now, Brian Kinchado, you you've played this one a couple times, and you and Shiv think pretty highly of it, if I recall correctly. No, that was me and Shiv were playing that. Oh, you and Shiv. I'm sorry. The Shiv is enjoying that, and the the latest announcement looks like it's a. This is what's coming. This is what we're kind of working on and thinking of. It's not really an announcement of new stuff. Um, I don't know. I kind of lost interest in it when they had that con- content slump. And I'm going to install it again because the Shiv is really, really pumped about this uh, upcoming content. And check it, I'm going to check it out again uh, based on his recommendation. But that's really all I'm doing because um, I don't see anything that really gets me excited anymore. About this, about this patch. But uh, yeah, 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 I just don't, you know, they, they it got it got boring for me fast. It seemed like the area was limited to explore in. They've added an area. So that's them trying to address the things that, you know, are a problem. Um, and I'm glad to see that. I'm going to give it a shot. It was, it held my attention for a while. I could see the potential of it. I just felt like it wasn't realized yet. The screenshots look pretty cool in their update. The new space they stations. Do. They didn't used to. You know, things are coming along. It, it does look better than it did a bit. I mean, it's it's like uh, when I was playing it, it was very, very first release. Um, so things look different now. Somebody even commented, oh, it looks kind of like Elite from a bridge view. And I was like, yeah, I can see that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're confusing it, uh, Tony, with Hellion. Yes. Hellion. Yes. The other H game, right? Yes. Helium Rain, Hellion. It's so many great space games. I just I can't keep them all straight anymore. Uh, or, or who plays them. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, so if you're interested or if you've uh, uh, taken a look at Helium Rain before, be sure to check that out again and go back to it. Good. That was a short one. We've checked that off the list. Let's move on to one that's going to take a little longer, but I think is also cool. Starflight 3. Now, to be... I, as old as I am, I, I'm, 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 I'm up there. I'm getting up there. Uh, this The last time there was a Starflight title released, I, let's see, that would have been, I was still in middle school. And I think we had, we like, made, we had, we had, we had a Nintendo, like the original 8-bit Nintendo at that point. So PC games were not a thing for me. So I'm going to have to rely on our resident memory uh, uh, facility, which would be Jeff. To talk, do you, do you remember Starflight Two? I, I, something that you I kind of vaguely, uh, vaguely in passing. I didn't play it a whole bunch. Of, uh, a whole bunch. Uh, I think I was playing it on on uh, an Amiga actually. So if the, if memory serves, but memory doesn't always serve at the at, at this age. <laughs> but <laughs> well, to be fair, that was nearly thirty years ago. Yes. So I mean, I think yeah, that was that one. That one is, is way back in the way back machine. Um, but it, it it was a RPG. It was closer to an RPG right. type, and that's I wanted. Uh, more, I was playing. Uh, I was playing. You know, um, Star Wars or the X Wing back then a lot. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, I was looking more into. I I was really into the simulators. I mean, full on right. Uh, uh, Mech Warrior Two, and because I could pilot that like a like and and Star Wars, but. Um, so, uh, uh, it, like you said, it was more of an RPG. I thought it was kind of okay, but I never really, really got into it. 
So, so this one's going to be based, is going to like start from there. It still has a lot of the RPG elements in Starflight 3, but it does have more spaceship combat-y type maneuvers. Uh, they, they had something that looks kind of like, if, if uh, we were kind of talking about Rebel Galaxy last week, it looks like kind of a 2D plane sort of obstacle course slash overhead view Galaga type, type guns overhead. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can change the view, but it, it's basically, it's a plane yeah. thing. You know, it's locked to a plane. They are like Z-axis deficient. I, that would be one way to put it. Yes, indeed. But, but it has the things like upgrading your ship, changing out your modules, hiring the crew, planning your trade routes. I mean, it has those other elements of what you might consider a, a space sim-like adventure. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of that cool stuff, and I'm excited about it when I look at all those elements. The thing that really got me interested in it, because I didn't play the originals, what really got me interested in it is apparently it's an open world, and it's a massive open world, but this one is, like, handcrafted. It's not procedurally generated. There is a linear story, which, honestly, in this genre anymore is unique. That's not what everybody's doing. Yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah. I really like the idea that there is a, a narrative that's been crafted. Um I'm enjoying Elite and things like that, and I'm enjoying like No Man's Sky now. Things that where the narrative is not in your face, um, but I feel like this will be like this will feel nostalgic, like playing an old school game, even though it's not. Um, and I think that'll be interesting. One of the best games I've been playing recently is called The Long Journey Home, and that is very similar to what this looks like. It's shaping up to be. You have a small crew you manage that you become attached to and care about. You have a ship you have to hold on to and keep working limited resources you have to mine planet surfaces this is all done in like a two-dimensional um type of interface in fact going down to a planet is actually playing the original like game lander to land you know uh, and, and <laughs> yeah. i'm really into it it's <laughs> not it's not a deep simulation in i'm piloting a starship but it's a deep simulation in that i'm commanding this crew i'm commanding operations of this starship you know, it's realized in a two-dimensional way, but I think a lot of good games are doing that now. And I think we miss out a lot by not calling them space sims. Well, again, I think this is one of those ones that's like an edge case, but I think fans of the stuff that we play would probably be interested to know about this. Yeah. And there's another dimension to it, too, which uh, people that have listened to us regularly over the past few years might be interested in as well. Uh, the crowdfunding aspect of it is not strictly crowdfunding. There's a crowdfunding option. But there's another option, isn't there, Brian? Uh, there is. The uh, the web, the <clears throat> Starflight 3 is being funded through FIG, which, if you're familiar, gives you an option to actually invest in the company uh, versus batch backing for tchotchkes and getting copies of the game. So in Starflight's case, the price per share is $250, and the maximum amount they're offering for crowdfunding is $2 million. And so you can buy individual shares of uh, of the game for what would then some games cost you a spaceship. Um, <laughs> whether this is a sound investment or not, I will make no judgment on. Um, that's 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 right. We can't. We legally can't. The uh, the the <laughs> terms here are are actually very favorable compared to other fig investment opportunities. But um, you know, I think a mutual fund. <laughs> It's a yeah. much better option yeah. in general. You want to consult with your financial <laughs> advisor before taking any risks. And remember, folks, if you can't afford lunch after you invest, you shouldn't make the investment in the first place. <laughs> yes. That's just a tip from your old Uncle Tony. And Uncle Brian, too. I bet Uncle Brian would go along with that one, wouldn't you? You, you, you go with the 401k. Yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, it, it's an interesting structure. It takes advantage of a new regulation that was basically written in response to 
the crowdfunding explosion that happened, you know, uh, oh, let's say, hmm, what, six years ago now, is it, guys? About six years ago? Um, that, that was roughly the time frame that that t- really took off in a big way that grabbed a lot of headlines. Uh, but this reg is, is it kind of, it tries to bridge that gap between pure crowdfunding where, at least on paper, there's no real enforceable obligation to deliver the game at the end of the day. And your traditional investments where you have the Securities Act of 1934 and all this other official legally stuff that makes you have to hire a high-powered lawyer to even navigate. And there's This Regulation A is kind of a middle road where you're, you're not buying shares of a company, you're buying shares of a project. And the company FIG is, in, is issuing classes of shares that this class is just for this game. You get a... You get a piece of the action on this particular project or this particular project and like brian said the terms of each investment is different for every game yeah and and the your ability to buy the shares too will vary based on there's some sort of uh accounting like a a certified investor or something of that nature i don't remember the name that they have for it there's something in the securities act of 1934 which is called an accredited investor you have to have like a million dollars of your own money or two hundred thousand dollars of income a year or something like that Basically, I believe the way it works, and I haven't researched this extensively, so this is mm, just sort of like take this all with a grain of salt, is that if the investment itself does not gather enough small investors, if you don't, if they don't have enough people uh, in the class to issue $250 shares uh, up to $2 million, anybody that's in the pot is going to have to meet accredited investor status. So that means that you that you have to basically prove on paper according to the statute that you can lose this money that you're that you've been that you put up. So it, they're hoping and I think the hope that Fig has is that enough people pony up on the investor side that they can meet the exceptions in the regulation. I think that's how it works. I I have to do some more research to double check. If people have questions, write in and I'll do the work. I'll do the research for it. It also depends on where you are because there's different regulations for the EU versus the US too. So right, right. Internationally, I'm not even going to touch what I, what the EU law has to do with it. I just know from my own I think, studies. I think FIG limits you to limits you to some very small amount in terms of what you can invest uh, for EU uh, investors. Right, right. Uh, and one it, interesting point, though, is in their investment page, they do compare the, um, the yes. against Rubble Galaxy, Pulsar, Void Experience, and something called Drifter, which I'd never heard of before, um, which is kind of interesting, you know, where they're actually doing the, uh, <laughs> the spreadsheeting in terms of uh, possible market base for the game. Right. I thought that was interesting, too. And the, it's, the disclosure level was, well, I, I was pretty impressed with the disclosure level. Uh, that they put out there, and you know, it's not as it's not as in depth as you'd get with a normal regulated security, but it's it's pretty decent. Um, uh, what that, Henry? You look like you had a question. Yeah, I don't understand why a company would choose to do something like this, which is not in the mainstream for funding right now, as opposed to just doing a regular kind of crowdfunding campaign when that is successful for companies. Why, when you're already gambling on bringing about a game that is not a AAA 3D you know, experience, uh, when you're going to make something that's retro anyway, you're already gambling. It seems like a double gamble to use a whole separate plat or a whole new platform like this. Is there a benefit? I, 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 can, I, can, I can think of two different reasons here. One, you know, they, they've already gone the VC route and, and failed. So this is a way to, to offset some of, you know, the risk in a general crowdfunding campaign because you have no idea if people are going to buy your, you know, T-shirts and spaceships or whatever. 
Um, the other thing here is that the more people that buy those traditional pledge levels means more stuff that you actually have to deliver in turn on that stuff. For um, for actually an investor here, your said payout is just set the beginning. It's just money changing hands. So it there's not like this massive uh, risk in oh you know what my t-shirt manufacturer just told me that shipping from China doubled uh, in the last six months. So those those thing those backer rewards are going to cost 10% more to fulfill than they were before, which is just eating money out of this. this with, the, with the with the actual in, with the crowdfunding investor investor thing. It's probably it's all coming out of profits, so you never have to worry about going negative with this. Hmm. So it seems to be better for everybody then, and maybe this is kind of an evolution of the original crowdfunding that started and was revolutionary. It's kind of like what it's becoming. Yeah, it all depends on what you're what you're going for though, because not a lot of people are going to care about investing because you don't get the game out of it. If I drop two fifty here and buy a share, I still don't get a game. Right. <laughs> I have to go to the other side of the crowdfunding and buy the game. Do you not get a game reward as part of that? No, you get no rewards. It is literally you're buying a share, just like a piece of oh, stock. I thought, gave, I thought at least gave you a game. No. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I'd roll up and go. Do you know who I am? I'm an <laughs> owner. I'm a stockholder, <laughs> sir. I have a shareholder. <laughs> The thing that I don't get about buying a share of a game, and I could be wrong, but it seems to me like buying a share in a game is buying a share in something that is going to have value as it's being produced. It's going to have most value right before it's released, and then the value is going to slump after release because people will have it. And I feel like it'll be hard to sell a share to, you know, make back that investment after the game is out it feels like that's a bad investment right you don't sell that, that is, there's no trading so you're not trading the share tell. you're just going to get a dividend on your your one percent yeah, right literally that makes more sense. yeah i just couldn't understand how that would yeah. work that makes yeah. sense this the the way they've structured this is very familiar to me in the oil and gas field is that you pony up your money up front and you uh you you, you give the the operator a amount of money and you commit this is what's different. You commit to paying anything that's extra too. If you if, the, if there's a dry hole and there's a money pit, you're stuck with it. This is slightly different in that you you as a as an investor you contribute a fixed amount. That money's gone. Kiss it goodbye. And then at, if uh, when the game is released, the uh, developer and Fig basically sort of split everything up front until the original uh, contributed amount has been paid to the to the Fig. Fig, Fig ponies up the money, pools all the money together, ponies it up to the developer, developer spends it. When the revenue comes in, Fig gets paid first. Uh, and the developer, they get paid first until you reach 1.0 uh, times the amount uh, contributed. After that, everyone starts dividing up the profits for up to two years after commercial release. In, in this case, it's uh, for the first... Uh... It's fifty percent until until fig is paid, and after fifty percent, fig takes twenty five percent of of the profits. Right. So, so it, it's like it's what what we call in the oil and gas industry is a back in after payout. Everybody, you contribute and it's gone. But once the once you hit the break even point, you're back in. You 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 you're back into the profit sharing after the original uh, money's been uh, recouped. So it 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 it's analogous to things that I've seen before. And like like Brian was saying, it simplifies things a great deal on the part of the developer because you're not having to keep track of like what do I owe you and I got to get you something physical, but you're getting something digital, and then you have different people needing different things, and and delivery becomes a lot less of a problem. If you make money, great, here's some money. If you don't make money, not too bad. You knew what you signed up for. Um, so yeah, I think it is an evolution. It's an intermediate step between a full blown security 
and crowdfunding where you just don't know what you're going to get at the end of the day or at the end of the decade years. It's also a way of allowing people to pay what is essentially normal stock market prices for something they would never be able to do otherwise. Yeah, that's true. You would not have the opportunity to get in on a venture capital thing like Brian was saying. You know, yeah, I don't have $10 million, so this wouldn't be an opportunity for me. It's You can get in for sometimes for six figures, but 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 or it's yeah. more typical. It's like a seven, you know, like a million or something like yeah. that, right? And, yeah. but, and, and you know, if you're spending that much money, you shouldn't go through fake. You should go directly no. to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can get a much better deal than this. This is, this yeah, is a, you this could is a buy a ship at CIG for that. You don't invest exactly. that with Yeah, for... Yeah, but if you're gonna drop if you're gonna drop a thousand dollars or something like that, you know, I think this is something. This is something that you can do as a small time guy and feel like you own a piece and potentially, 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 potentially mini asterisks, potentially. potentially get your money back, <laughs> and maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more. Guard frequency does not express any forward-looking views upon any investment. Please consult your investment advisor for real advice. Yeah, uh, all that stuff, all that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so but this I thought this was interesting, and it, it's uh, we've had many conversations about this before. So I thought maybe our listeners might want to hear about this. And the game does look kind of fun, also on top of that. So, hey Henry, yeah, it's a lead time. Hey Henry, <laughs> hey. So we got in on a little thing in Elite Dangerous. Uh, so I, what, what, go ahead, tell 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 the folks at home what we did. Actually, you should probably tell them because we're gonna have differing views on it. I think. I mean, I could I could tell them my perspective, but I think you're gonna disagree with it. No, no, no. I mm, some things maybe, but okay. I'll lay out I'll lay out the basic sure. facts. So, li- regular listeners of the show, everybody who listened last week, uh, might remember that we talked about a, uh, a a project by the Canon Group, which is a player group of in-game scientists and researchers. They've got a ship called the Gnosis. That ship was going to jump into a donut hole, basically, of permit-locked, permit-unlocked systems surrounded by permit-locked systems, not reachable by normal players. And uh, these the systems were sort of uh, walled off in a pretty literal sense from the rest of the game. They asked FDev if they could jump there. FDev said, sure. And so the arrangements were made. A lot of hype was generated. People prepared a lot for this. Uh, and Henry and I and Shiv and Skiffy and uh, Baxter all went out there and uh, were ready to take this pretty interesting trip with them. Um, all indications were that was what's going to happen. Server tick happens in uh, America, at the time zone in America, at about 2 o'clock in the morning, Thursday morning. So really, really late Wednesday night, super early Thursday morning. We stayed up for this because we thought this was going to be pretty super cool. Unfortunately, at about 8 p.m. Wednesday night, uh, or straight up midnight in Great Britain, where FDev is based, a automated news release for the Galnet service, the InFiction news service, went out saying, Gnosis tried to jump to this donut hole permit lock place, but they got intercepted by Thargoids 12 light years away, and sucks to be them, they didn't make it. So everybody who was on the Gnosis expecting to jump into this permit lock sector suddenly, you know, uh, remember Star Trek Three? You remember Star Trek Three when the Excelsior said Transwarp Drive yeah. and like the big thing <laughs> all broken down? <laughs> okay, it, it was kind of like that, and uh, everyone, like Captain Styles and the Excelsior Cutter, looked up at the ceiling and like, huh, that 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 doesn't seem right. We were told we were going to go really far. We didn't. 
And at the same time, there were a number of bugs because, literally and figuratively, because the Thargoids jumped the Gnosis and the Gnosis was surrounded by uh, Thargoid, little tiny Thargoid ships that shot anybody that tried to take off immediately after you came off the launch pad. And then uh, there was the figurative technological bug where if you deployed your weapons to defend yourself near the Gnosis, you got slapped with a fine for shooting stuff in a no-fire zone. And a bug where there were several Hydra around lots of instances of the Gnosis, yeah. um, and which so made it real tough for combat, or I'm sorry, yeah. exploration pilots to defend themselves in the ship. So literal bugs, you know, in-game bugs, and actual code bugs uh, plagued this as well. So there's a little bit of butthurt, let's call yeah, it. Yeah, now that's what happened, right? That's yeah, what happened. That's All the, those happened. things happened. But people, so people reaction, were very right? upset before it even jumped because of that Galnet article. And I was surprised that people were so upset the way they were upset. Like, I was upset that it came out and spoiled the surprise of what was going to happen. That was universal. People yeah. seemed really upset in Discord about what happened, that we didn't make it to Cone, that we yeah. got intercepted. And I thought, isn't that one of the things that we said could probably happen? Like, we said, maybe we won't make it. It's all locked out. It makes sense that maybe the jump won't happen. This was just one of the possible outcomes we had tried to prepare for. And it would have been better to go someplace we'd never been and get to explore. That would have been cool. But I get that it didn't happen, and I get that there were in-game reasons narrative-wise why it didn't. So I understood all that. That didn't bother me or make me upset. It made me upset that have had this event, which they didn't plan. They were participating in, though, and they were participating in the hype with Galnet articles and things like that. They're they're participant. It's their event, and they could have uh, they could have done things differently. Um, they could have also not screwed up, letting uh, you know the event again, like they do every time something new comes out, and you crash the desktop when you try to load the new alien structure, or yeah. you know some guardian weapon comes out and you're fighter overheats every time you pull the trigger and you kill yourself, which also just happened. These are the, the dot, kinds dot of things patch, that made yeah. me mad. Okay, I don't care that the Gnosis didn't get there. I kind of expected that something might happen. I thought maybe we'd end up somewhere else. I didn't know. Um, I'm not surprised with what happened. I think it's awesome that now there is a new kind of combat instance in Elite where we can go and defend this carrier that's, that's crippled. I think that's great. That's new content to play. Um, and I think it's cool that there are things in the area that we didn't know were there. There are, like, um, uh, mineral deposits and things and geysers um, that you can mine in the, the planets around the place. And in the system where the Gnosis is, there are uh, barnacles forests, two barnacle forests, and a Thargoid base. They're not really new things, but they, they weren't things that have been discovered. And what has happened is jumping to that sector we didn't get to cone but we have confirmed that the thargoids are there and we've also probably confirmed that the pilots federation knows it because they locked it all off all right. before we went there all right okay all right. yeah so, i so, gotta get off my soapbox yeah. now so no, sorry. No, that's fine no it's fine it's fine you, again it's you had you had a passionate response to it many people have passionate responses to it and 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 henry is among the more forgiving is the word i'm going to use at this point here henry is among the yeah that's probably uh, the, true his, yeah, his, his, his view is very representative of the people that are, are, are very willing to give FDEV the benefit of, of the doubt and maybe several doubts. Well, I'm still mad about on, the broken stuff. Right. That's wrong. They should have... They universal. test something, guys. Test something. Everything yeah, you release. They have, they've had a, histo yes, have a every history release. of... Yes. Of bad QA. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. And I give is, them no defense that? for that. None. Completely none. Yeah. Yeah, it's we're about 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 time to about time to set your house in order on that stuff, FDEV. The part that I have a problem with, and that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna 
represent to people that I think my view is at least uh, what I've read is numerically uh, more more popular. Oh yeah, uh, from the, <laughs> the comment the commentary that I've seen, I, I think numerically I think I, I may represent more people on this one. Is that expectations were set poorly on FDev's part? Um, the 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 comparison that I think that is the most apt is that this was a dungeon master or a games master who didn't handle the the a player's out of the box thinking as well as could have happened. You set up the you know anybody who's DM'd a game before or participated in a tabletop game. Um, we'll we'll know that someone sets up a thing and you've got this like narrative and a story and it's it's all planned out. First you do this, then you do this, and then they do this, and the characters have this sort of this uh, sort of progression you want them to go through. And then somebody comes in sideways and goes, "We're gonna skip a lot of that because you said on this other map, this other adventure, there's a secret tunnel or something, and we're gonna go through that." And you're like, "But but but you can't yet because I haven't drawn drawn those maps or got those monsters figured out. You you can't go there." Now, as a DM, you don't really want to do that because it's like, yeah, the players are taking the initiative and they're really into it and they're thinking out of the box and they're being creative. You don't want to just tell them no. You want to tell them, okay, you can try it, but I can't guarantee you're going to succeed. There's a way to do that, though. You, the way to do that is you say, you can give it a shot, but the way you're at that your level and at your strength and at your thing, it's not going it's, it, it's, it's to happen. It's badly managed expectations. And yes. the the problem is I think what they were thinking of expectation management with like the Pilots Federation message and things like that was just I think it read in the community more like hype than, you know, yes. like pushing it rather than than, than than toning we it down which is yeah. what they what they probably intended. Yeah. It's it was it acted like a dare. It's like we dare you to come mess with these hydras and all this dangerous stuff, right? Come on, come come at me, bro. I mean, that's what it read like. And so a lot of people were we I I was coordinating our little squadron and be like, "Okay, someone needs to be a miner, someone needs to be a scout, someone needs to carry a bunch of limpets, uh, someone needs to have fuel transfer, someone needs to I mean, we were like doing thinking Battlestar Galactica, right? We were going to be out there stranded by ourselves under siege. You know, we had it's it was like you're going to go to that place, but there's going to be trouble there. That was the expectation that, that that they set in my mind and a lot of people's minds. Henry was a little more flexible. Here's the thing: everything you just said is a hundred percent, hundred percent spot on. Like everything, right? The part and and everybody agrees with that. And the thing that I think is disconnected that people don't get. It's exactly what we got. Like you said, we can't go to the cone sector and the DM right. should say, you can try it, but there's going to be consequences such as, okay, you only made 12, 12 light years and now you're surrounded by angry Thargoids that are like, you're not going there. That's the consequence for trying it. That's what FDev did. And then you say, we prepared. We were like, when the cert, when, when everything got locked, we were all re-equipping and changing our ships and getting ready. We might be stranded out there. We might have to save a crippled ship. What's happening? The chip is crippled. There are combat situations all around it. There are Thargoids to explore. We've got every piece of mining and exploration equipment with us we need. We are stranded out there in ex in, in ships that are now rated for short-term uh, jumps, right? Because that's what we figured we'd be in there making short jumps and being combat ready. So everything that you said you wanted to happen would be cool has happened. Everything. Except well, but the one except the one thing. This is the one thing that I think that me and eleven thousand roughly other pilots were counting on that we didn't get. 
we were gonna do we were gonna make the game react to us for once we weren't supposed to go to this spot right it was clearly an oversight it was clearly an oversight yeah. someone didn't turn these things permit locked that should probably that should have been they even came out and said they should have been permit locked it was never intended for us to go there but rather than make the game react to us f dead once again changed the you know yeah, let's have another Star Trek uh, metaphor here. They changed the conditions of the test. They reprogrammed the simulation to to bounce us out 12 light years from the initial point. You can look at it that way, or you can look at I it do. as the pirate, the pirate, the pilot's federation said, oh, we wouldn't go there. It's probably bad. And then they locked our computers out. And we said, we're going anyway. We don't care what your computers say. The Gnosis isn't using your computer. We're going to jump there. And then when we tried, the Thargoids were like, no, you're really not going there. You know, yeah, and it's narrative, and it's unfolding if, the way if, FDev likes yeah. to do it, which is not the way people are used to. The only problem I see is that they messed it up so bad with the bugs. Yes. Yeah. If it wasn't and, buggy, and, I would be in love with it, because I'm loving it now. It's working. I can shoot next to the ship I'm defending without being worried about sent to the California Nebula. You know, they're fixed that, it, but that true. should have been fixed beforehand. If none of yeah. that happened, I'd be a happy camper. I'm happy now. It's awesome. I go out, I fly, I pick up... Uh, meta alloys to bring back to the Gnosis and I have to fight sometimes to get back aboard and trying to land in combat is amazing and I've never had to do that in yes. Elite. That's brand new and that's awesome. Landing and takeoff in combat? Oh, hell yeah. It is a hell of a lot of fun and the little Thargoid scouts are dangerous but they're not overwhelming. If you get in a pack of eight or nine of them, yeah, they're a little overwhelming. But it's, it is cool. I mean, it really is cool to like had to hear the the computer say frameshift anomaly detected you don't know where they're coming from but you know they're here you know that some another group of them just jumped in your scope isn't long range enough to spot them but you know another group of eight of them have just popped in there is some cool stuff to do but i think that the the expectation of where that was going to happen was badly managed and i will tell you that i will forgive all of this if in the next 72 hours they come out with another Galnet article that says, hey, everybody, guess what? The Pilots Federation is in league with the Thargoids and the Gnosis Jump just proved it. Yeah, I would love if that. You, if they advance the narrative that way to like explicitly say this was sabotage, then it's like there's an in-game explanation for why everyone got disappointed. And that moves, that literally does move the narrative at that point. And it is an indication that because the canon group pushed, the game is going to react to that. And the narrative that they have is going to advance according to what, you know, according in response to what a player group did. I, I think I think their answer so far is exactly the opposite. You know, yeah, I agree F too. Dev I think is right. saying <laughs> "fu dev." In yeah, the I, I think you're right. That's what I think it's going to be. They're they're saying they've already, they have some sort of timeline, some sort of story they're telling, and by God, there's no damn player group that's going to change the order in which we show you things. That's the vibe I got. And I think that's right. I think that's 100% correct. But, and moving on, and, and I could go on about this for at, at great length, but we got more to talk about. Um, also, uh, just announced just out today, is that they're getting rid of board flipping. What they've done in their usual very polite British fashion is, you know, write about eight paragraphs and what can be summed up in a sentence. Board flipping was never supposed to be a thing. Uh, it is a symptom of how we designed the server originally. And we have just figured out a way to make it not do that anymore. So uh, as of 3.3, the December-ish update, the last Beyond update, they're going to have a separate mission server, which is connected to but not a part of the universe server. 
and you're going to pull missions from the mission server, which means that your account is basically going to be accessing this thing separately. So you can't log out of solo and log into private group and have that be a different universe and get a different mission instance. It's going to just be that one. So no more board flipping to get the missions you want. No more board flipping to look for the materials you need to do engineering. No more board flipping to stack. No more board flipping to get the rank advancement mission you're waiting for. No more board flipping to do any of that. Here's the thing then. You know, you just said that the board flipping was a symptom of the way their servers worked. I think the board flipping is a symptom of the fact that we need a way to find the materials we need. We need a way to find the mission that we need. And the way to find it is not fly aimlessly with no exploration tools from system to system, hoping to get what we want. So board flipping is a symptom of some broken stuff going on. And they should address that also, not just fix the board flipping. I know they want to limit how much money we can make. And I know there are some exploits. You know, I've used them. Everybody goes and has to make some money because that's how the game works. You know, they want to limit how much money we can make. Find another way to give us enough to get by. If you're going to limit the cheating that goes on, then you got to give us enough to get by. And, you know, I spent months in my starter ships. I think I got up to uh, maybe uh, maybe the first Cobra. And then I was, like, stuck there for a while and couldn't even travel to Saul because I can get there. And I'm talking for months because I was an explorer and I wasn't playing a whole bunch of combat missions. You got I had to grind Seos uh, and uh, Sothis when that was a thing to get a good exploration ship because there's no way I was going to do it as an explorer. You know, yeah, it's it, hopefully and I think and I, optimistically, <laughs> Brian, Brian will shoot me down here real quickly. <laughs> no, that's fine. But optimistically, this is the first step to doing what you're saying, Henry, to optimizing the payouts, because if you don't do this step first, then you're just making it a gold rush for everybody else that does do the board flipping. So this is removing what. They did. They, they've never come out and called it an exploit, but it's just using the design system in ways that it wasn't intended. I think it's obvious that it's an exploit if you can log in and out and change what you're getting and choose what you want. It's not like your pilot would ever just log in and out of the computer to change what missions are available. It's obviously an out of game exploit. You know, it's out of universe to do that. And I think anytime you go out of universe to to change your grind, you're exploiting something. I think exploit is a strong term for something so innocuous. I think the word has heavier connotations than it should. To exploit it just means to identify a way to do it and then use it. It doesn't mean to use it badly yeah. or something. It just means to use it. You're exploiting it, something. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's not an exploit, but we're exploiting a yeah. design characteristic that enables you to do something that's outside of their game concept. Yeah, it's outside of their game concept, and we're using that over and over again to increase our money in-game or some resource we need. Yeah. That's so, an exploit to me. You know. Yeah, but like you like you said, it's a symptom that needs that needs addressing on multiple levels. Whether it's finding the mission types you want to use, finding the mission rewards that you require, uh, locating destinations within your range. I mean, all these things need to be addressed in that mission system very shortly after they make this change. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be you know. Right now, it is balanced to deal with board flippers. That's really what it that's is. That's right. That's right. It's balanced for that. Here's the thing: if 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 you look at your game and say how many people are doing this and every single person is doing it, then that shows ah. something is wrong, right? And I hang feel on, like everybody's on, doing hang it. Hang on. Oh, but they said this was in their thing. Henry, you'd be interested to know that only 2.8% of the daily routine players do board flipping. 
Now, we need to break this down just a teensy little bit because that statistic is maybe a tiny little bit misleading. 2.8% of daily online players were using the mission system this way by doing board flippers. Now, is that because only 2.8% of the players know enough or understand enough about the system to exploit this? Or does that mean your mission system sucks so badly that only 3% of the people actually play with it? That's possible. That's possible. I think that need that needs to be explored because really the mission system is not great. It's it's just not. It doesn't like you. You explore. You don't need to take missions to explore. Yeah, you I just take go very out there few and missions. Find cool stuff to do. I take missions I when I want the, something from it. Yeah, yeah. Or for I, I role fly play. out of the slot and I go bounty hunting. Yeah. I fly out of the slot and I just go bounty hunting at the nearest thing. I don't need missions for that. I just go blow stuff up. Yeah. So that that it, it, the statistic they've uh, I'm going to use them a little bit of cherry picking here. That one may not fully describe the player uh, behavior that you think it does. Yeah. So that needs to be looked at very carefully. And it's really easy to cite a statistic and make it sound like you want. I'd like to know, is that two point whatever percent of players do that? Are they actually saying that many sessions of people connecting to the mission board look like board flipping? Because I might play a lot and not do that, but then need something and board flip for 10 minutes while I'm trying to get it. But right. all of my board, all of my mission access isn't board flipping. That'd be ridiculous. And if that's the right. case, that sounds like it sounds like the kind of data you could say in a way that makes your point, no matter how you approach it, depending on how you collected it and not knowing what kind of data yeah. was collected. We really don't know, you know, so lies, damn lies and statistics, I think. is. My yeah, I don't trust that. statistics at all. I don't trust it. I just don't see it. But, you know, I, I don't know. Well, and, and, and so and that controversy aside. We have to work and move away because we haven't even gotten to Star Citizen, but I, this one's going to be short. The monthly report's out. Brian, anything really super cool in there that we need to uh, cover? There's some contests going on. One of them will end by the time this podcast comes out. The other one is, is pretty cool. They're doing live emote captures at CitizenCon, and uh, there's a contest uh, where you act out the emote in front of a camera and send it in. You have to submit your videos by September 16th, and then you if the prize is being able to live direct uh, the actual motion capture at the convention. So that means like we, anybody's going to make an ass themselves in front of the camera. No one's going to do that. Well, that means we will have the mocap rig at CitizenCon that we'll be able to see, which is cool. And uh, yeah, you know who would do who would do who would, su- who, who would do who, such a thing? Who is going to CitizenCon and would would do such a such an asinine thing and like acts in front Nobody of cameras all the time? Know, certainly, oh, no one God. that I would associate God, with. Obviously, so would not. So silly. I mean. I mean, so that, I mean the, the, the blow to one's dignity would be like, I know. I mean, especially if they were to, like, put on a costume and do it. You oh, know, like that a costume a... they spent hours making. I know. And not, then, uh, and then hours, emoted. days. Days, <laughs> weeks even. I mean, yeah, even not months. even. You're being conservative saying days. I build shit myself, and I know. It's like, oh, it's like months and months of work, and you're like, yeah, I spent a lot of hours on that. It's like months and months. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of cents on that as well. There's yes. a lot of, a lot uh, of quarters and pennies went into making this also. Uh, it's, yeah. it's surprising how much money you drop into stupid things don't say that too loud my wife thinks this is all cheap like (laughs) (laughs) this all all ahead of robots and computer stuff i get this second hand at the goodwill are you kidding people throw this stuff away yeah yeah Uh, come on raspberry pi is 35 bucks i got i need 12 of them but (laughs) (laughs) fortunately none of our wives listen to this show i think we can I, I think did. we can all vouch for that. Actually, we listen to it together. It's funny. We laugh. 
<laughs> well, then, but then it's your fault, man. That's that's on you, buddy. That's on you, I, brother. I, I do have one gripe with they. They also did the same team, the community team, released a CitizenCon retrospective video, and they showed some past CitizenCons. Number one, it was like ninety percent the last CitizenCon in Germany, but the other <laughs> parts. I, I, I am a little annoyed because they showed Legante, but they didn't show me. What? So that, I know, oh. I know. They didn't. They got like half of the coin there. I don't. I don't get oh, it. Oh my! Now, yeah. For for those for for longtime listeners of of the podcast, uh, Legante. There was a legendary confrontation, a back and forth, a mano a mano from between Legante and Ken Shadow. It was a thing. Was it was the, a thing from back in the day. The old school rivalry. Old school rivalry back with when Wingman's hangar was a was a was a was a big deal. It's more like Roadrunner. It was more like the Roadrunner and the Coyote, but uh, yeah. <laughs> which was which? <laughs> I'll leave that up to <laughs> exercise to the listener. <laughs> uh, okay, and, and then finally, we're just uh, so we can keep this under an hour. Uh, there was an update to the uh, the Crytek lawsuit, but this one was. It was just a little bitty one. Uh, it was, saw it coming a mile away. Uh, CIG did file a motion to dismiss Crytek's amended complaint, which is where uh, longtime listeners will remember uh, Crytek got 2.1.2 clause uh, booted by the judge, and the judge said, hey, probably what you ought to do is complain about 2.4. Uh, and the, those of you listening will remember that the 2.4 bit was thou shalt not promote indirectly or directly an alternative game engine and so when they switched from CryEngine to Lumberyard so the allegation goes that violated that uh, clause CIG says nuh uh and their main argument was judge you just said that exclusive doesn't mean what Crytek says it means and judge you've just resurrected the exclusivity argument which you said you didn't like and my analysis very briefly is don't tell the judge what she thinks <laughs> because it's unlikely that she agrees with you, especially when you say that she thinks the opposite of what she just said. So um, I don't see that being uh, 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 upheld in any in any uh, strong fashion. And to bolster my argument, uh, right after they filed that, the judge filed basically a discovery schedule saying, uh, here's the calendar dates for when everyone's going to start turning over documents. And by the way, uh, let's set out the rest of the trial schedule. So, and on, and to be frank, even even if I'm wrong, there's still the rest of the case that they've got to go through. So these discovery deadlines are going to start uh, hitting hard and fast anyway. So what, regardless of what she thinks of the motion, the discovery part's going to start happening. Are there uh, are there soon. dates that we can set our watch to here in terms of not uh, not just yet because the she'll have to rule on the motion and once she rules on the motion CIG will have a relatively short time probably two to three weeks uh, to give their answer which is something that's a long time coming which is where they uh, justify or uh, say why. Uh, what they, what their actions, the allegations, the uh, allegations of Crytek, who they're false. They didn't do the things that Crytek said they did, or why it doesn't matter. You know that they, yeah, we did those things, but they were justified because of these contractual provisions and stuff like that. I see. Uh, so there'll be the answer, which will be coming relatively soon. After that, then we'll have uh, they'll have this conference, which is what the the judge's document was about, and then that will set the trial calendar. And there's always delays and things that go along like that. But I think that 2019, um, the end of 2019 date that they've already said, is 
still pretty realistic. That's still a... They, if this goes all the way to trial, and it won't, I can pretty much guarantee you that it won't. Um, if it went to a trial, it'd be the end of 2019. So, uh, but that's that's all the movement there was on there. Not a whole lot to cover there, but uh, just wanted to get that out there to folks who are uh, following along at home. Now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. A crisis situation has developed aboard the Canon science vessel, the Gnosis. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace aboard an independent escort ship in deep space. Oh, hey, thanks, Spencer. Uh, after an intense uh, debate with the Pilots Federation, the Canon Interstellar Research Group's carrier, the Gnosis, attempted its planned jump into the cone sector. However, only 12 light years from the initial point of the jump, the Thargoid struck. Captain Matthias Leander, speaking to the media aboard the ship, said, quote, We were short way into our journey when the Gnosis was hyperdicted by a group of Thargoid vessels. The wrench back into real space caused severe internal damage to multiple systems, including the frame shift drive. End quote. Captain Leander credits the dispersion of several tons of metal alloys as decoys for saving the ship from utter destruction. But he fears that the newly encountered Hydra-class Thargoid interceptors may return to, a uh, finish the job before the hyperdrive is repaired. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Okay. The time and place of the hyperdiction has many pilots questioning whether there is an unexplained link between the Pilots' Federation and the Thargoid invasion. Adding fuel to the fire are r- rumors, rumors, r- rumors of... A, tra- a transmitter beacon tuned to the Thargoid probes near the jump's initial point. In the meantime, dozens of commanders are engaging and destroying hundreds of Thargoid scouts constantly appearing around the Gnosis, including the ship carrying your correspondent. Is there a connection between the powerful pilot- Pilots' Federation and the Thargoids? Uh, was the entire expedition a setup to destroy independent inquiry into the aliens? Will the Hydras jump in and finish off the Gnosis before it can jump away? For Galactic Public Radio, aboard the Anaconda-class GFR Astute Moniker, in deep space, surrounded by lots of Thargoids, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Remember, keep calm and carry on. Major political changes may be in store for citizens of the Alliance. The famously fractious and independent systems, which together made up the youngest of the three galactic superpowers, may be changing their constitution during the upcoming assembly session. Current Alliance President Gibson Kincaid secured an agreement with Prime Minister Edmund Mahon to hold a vote on extending the presidential term up to six years. Additionally, sweeping executive powers will be transferred from the assembly to the presidency. Prime Minister Mahon stated, quote, After much discussion, the Assembly has agreed to vote on President Kincaid's proposals in mid-October, at the same time as the presidential election. We will announce any amendments to the Constitution shortly afterwards, end quote. Milo Vesper, editor of the Alliance Tribune, wrote in reaction to the announcement. He believes that while some of the proposed powers would help break bureaucratic stalemates, there was a danger that changes to the Alliance Constitution might, quote, 
imbued the president with an emperor-like levels of authority, end quote. Finally, a community drive for Thargoid technology to aid the Far God sect has concluded successfully. Chancellor Regan Tanner, speaking on behalf of LHS-2541 Alliance Combine, who coordinated the drive, stated, quote, We would like to thank those pilots who deliver Thargoid materials, thus contributing to the furtherance of religious freedom throughout the galaxy. At this point, we would also like to address rumors that the Fargod sect is experimenting on willing test subjects in the hopes of ascending to a higher form of life. We assert in the strongest of terms that this is baseless gossip. End quote. The drive's demands for a Thargoid technology apparently attracted the attention of the Thargoids themselves. GPR has reviewed several recordings of Thargoid interceptors attacking human ships approaching or departing from the station designated to collect the technology. However, the starport itself, Wheelock Ring, remained untouched. Also, GPR has credible but unconfirmed reports that at least two remote Fargod outposts has been discovered with all the inhabitants dead or in cryo-suspense. Records reportedly taken from both locations indicate that the worshippers believe they would be rewarded by their deity for welcoming the Thargoid arrival. Neither the Federal Intelligence Agency nor the Galactic Interfaith Commune have responded to GPR's request for comment. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. Tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Um, I'm going to check in the room, see if there's anything else in their personal effects that make any sense to. Yeah, once again, pretty uh, generic. Uh, nothing interesting or, or worth anything. They do have their PDAs on them if you wish to. Uh, uh, look at those. I, I just, I just, I'm gonna. Do I have a backpack? Uh, you got some pockets. You can put a few things in them. Nothing. You no, know I'm just gonna make a pile of all the crap that we might want to do as evidence by uh, uh, by the on the corner there, and I'll put all their PDAs, and I'm gonna grab all their key cards too. Okay. Uh, well, this is. I don't know if you can see that white dot there. That designates the pile of stuff. I'd like to make an observation. We just had a big firefight. This place isn't that big. We killed four dudes and nobody else is here. Nobody else has come out of any rooms. We heard a bunch nobody of came gunshots out earlier. This might not be an uh, unusual circumstance for them. Maybe. I'm- but is there any that sort of like- intercom? Um, not that you've Radio observed. System. Not that you've observed. Not that you've observed so far. So since we are farther down the hallway, can we see farther down it? Um, yeah. Uh, let me move the fog of war here a little bit. More doorways down the hall. So there you are. If you turn around, you can kind of see that. Um, I'll say we knock next time. <laughs> okay. Right. So I doubt I, it'll I, be more accommodating. So Red well, if they sound crazy, was, then we don't have to open the door. So Ballcap was trying to get out of that room. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm kind of worrying if I'm wondering should we avoid that room or is that the next room we should try and get into? I think if anybody was in there, they'd have come out. 
I mean, we're firing machine guns right outside their door. If they didn't come out, they're stupid, they're deaf, or Tony didn't think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely want to bet on the third one, for sure. That's the one you want to think about. That yep. sucks. That would be the def... <laughs> Henry, if there's anything that you want to bet on, it's that I didn't think you guys were going to look in all the doors, ever. No, that's that not would, what I meant. I meant that you didn't think about people in the rooms hearing the combat. But, but because I, I think I would like, I would, come out. I would like to point out earlier that it was discussed and, and, and reminded by a certain player here that gunshots were are, have not been an uncommon thing. Yeah, I just thing. think and that's going to be different. And you found blood on the wall, on the, on the floor earlier. I mean, violence is not, um, you know, or violence has perhaps become part of the routine around here because of the effects of the drug. Well, I can see for sure that there's something in the room closest to us in the middle, so we should probably check that door. I say, if we just waited long enough, they would have killed all themselves. We wouldn't have to do anything. Hey, uh, do I need to worry about the integrity of my spacesuit now? <laughs> um, the, the, the suit the suit itself is better at healing than than you are. It uh, there are it has like the, like an emergency fluid that sort of self seals. Bullet holes aren't that big. It's something well, like okay. a wax. It's something like a floor wax. It <laughs> as it works, it resembles a floor wax, and then it hardens into more of a plastic. But yes, it yeah. does resemble. It do, yes, exactly. It's like if you mix like a floor wax and a washer fluid. Yeah. And then it congealed. That's exactly. really what you're... Like exactly. Yeah. Yes, very Crisco-like. <laughs> Precisely. In fact, there are super fluids in the future, and then there's Crisco. Should I staple it together is, just to make sure? Yeah, that you you'll want you, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm so Absolutely. glad you brought it. You know what? You could tie my belt around it. I did pick up a belt. Yeah. So this again, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy said towels. Oh, oh, they were just they were just skimming the surface. There's staplers, floor wax, all these things are necessary. Belts in a, in a space environment. Okay, so uh, you cleared you've cleared those two rooms. Um, Henry's Henry's awfully curious about what's in the big room that Ball Cap was trying to get into. Remember, Ball Cap was sort of like you know, insane and sort of like running for his life. And violence is not necessarily unknown here, so uh, take those things all into account if you decide to open up that door right there. Let's do it. Uh, I'm staying behind Kinchado this time. <laughs> Does she have a med kit? Maybe like, uh, yeah, every, everybody probably everybody will everybody will have a med kit. Um, the med kit you roll, and uh, I think it's I think uh, you get endurance points up to what you roll. Well, like, Haven't we so. been healing a little bit of points too between turns? Our shields, yeah. No, for shield, that's, that's for shields, shields. but that's not for shields, our... not endurance. Okay, yeah. so even though we're out of combat right now, nobody's getting any points back. No, you don't get points back unless you use a, a medicine kit, a med kit, or um, like between adventures when you get treated. But we want them. I will trade you a belt for some hit points. Does that... I gotta, I... <laughs> My medicine's at 23. Who's got, who's got the best medicine? Not me. I has a plus two. Trying to find mine. Intelligence. Fourth one down. Okay. I have 11, so. All right. Um, I'll help Ryu out with your med kit. Okay, give me a roll. I got a nine. Good roll. Uh, add nine back for you. Thank you. Don't don't forget the rapper trick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tried the rapper trick, but it doesn't work for me like the way it worked for Rex. <laughs> nah, it's just it's just not the same. Oh, he has that cool uh, cool ability, right? Yeah, I could basically. Th 
Um, your med, med, you can only med kit so often. Yes, yeah. I can med kit more. Uh, I am definitely looking at you more appreciatively than I was before, Kin Shadow. <laughs> Not useless. <laughs> yeah, of course. If I, Thanks if for I filling do... my holes, guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if I were to use the diligent medic, I'd have zero karma left. Just saying. Uh, you, you, um, let me put it this way. If you're interested in taking a crack at that door, you're going to want all the karma you got. Can we please go outside and shoot that wall with the SRV repeaters until no. it's empty? No. The DM says no. Okay, we need to find the control center, which is probably a bigger room, and shut this place down. I mean, we don't really know the layout. I mean, you just see, you no. just see a hallway, right? I mean, yep, it's not like we have the information here. Are there you see, any... You see, a, you see a big-ass hallway with a lot of doors on Are it. Are there any windows in the doors? Nope. Okay. There's no labels at any of them? <laughs> nope. No labels. Okay. Remember, this, is, this is a bathroom. This is a drug lab. This is a, you know, remember, this is a, this is a drug lab. They're, you know, not, not big on unfriendly, friendly neighborhood type things. Okay, now, I think... you can't... Hang on, hang on. DM's gonna give you another hint here. You can't see anything, and everybody's got their face shields down again, so you can't hear anything right now. But if you wanted to raise your face shields... You might get more ambient sound. I don't remember Ken Shadow putting his down. He took he his said off he so that he no, could he, said he put he it down, back down so I could talk to you guys because nobody wanted to do the, the finger motions with me. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> all right. I, I will take the DM meta hint and I will pop my face shield and start putting my ears to doors. I, uh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I, was, Go I ahead. was going to make the comment that several of these of the doors on this side of the hallway are rather close together. And I think we're looking for a bigger room. Than what these would suggest. The closets we're really will. Looking for it. We just want to kill everyone, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's weird. Like the the mission is to get evidence of a drug lab, which we already have a box of drugs and some PDAs. We should go back to orbit and nuke this place. Like we're no. done. Well, we, we finished our job. We're supposed to shut down the operation. That's what our position is right well murdering them from orbit will do that as easy as shooting them one at a time I was in this told room I can't kill them from orbit you do, your 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 spaceship weapons lack the capacity to to do such we things. also I mean, don't yet have hard evidence that they were or that those drugs were produced here we have the I drugs. hope we do because we just killed four people so I hope we have evidence yeah, but I hope it was them it up before we are able to bring authorities back here to check it out. Again, I think the only way to be sure is just to kill everyone and then just let guard frequency sort it out. <laughs> so, Ken Shadow. I put my ear to the door that we're looking at right now. You hear a lot of shouting, screaming, voices, yelling, like like wild berserker Viking type crap going on in there. The occasional uh, laser shot goes off. You don't hear any screams or anything, but it it's like... It's like the most violent frat party you've ever even heard of going. All right. I turn to everyone. I go, it sounds like an factory in there. Let's go to the next door. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> you want to repeat your repeat your thing at the next door? Yes. Let me uh, know if I need to roll anything. Aelin and Kinsha. Aelin, uh, ready? You following them? Yeah, we'll uh, bring up the rear. All right. So you listen. Uh, you repeat your listening thing at this door. It sounds exactly the same. All right. 
Okay. Now you're, there's the other side of the hallway too. <laughs> What's the line from from Spaceballs? Is everyone here an <laughs> Yeah. So factory here, cleared room, cleared room, doorway you haven't investigated yet. All right. So I missed the point. Okay. So so doorway you haven't investigated yet. 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 Okay. I'm gonna, I'm going to start in order of the ones you pointed at. Okay. Um, so factory. You go across the hallway. Yes. This one, you don't hear anything with just sticking your ear to it. If you want to roll a perception check to tell everybody to shut up and listen really carefully, go ahead. I did, and I didn't hear anything. Okay, so it's it's pretty it's pretty damn quiet. Okay, all right. I tell you know I tell everybody quiet. Uh, let's check the other doors before we make a decision. Okay. Step you down to this one again. A piece of chalk. I'm writing AF on some, and then Q on the other one. I use the ball caps guy's blood, and I label them. <laughs> actually, actually, Hen- uh, uh, Henry can take that rock that he used to scratch baby on board, and he can do the sc- he can he can scratch that into the paint. How about that? Does that sound good? As long as I don't need to do a stealth check to see if they hear it. No, you don't. They, <laughs> they, are, they are. They are. They they would. They, they didn't hear the firefight outside because they are. They are not paying any attention. This, um, this is why Clev didn't give us grenades. He should have, because we could have cleared both of those rooms. Right? <laughs> Just throw it in there. You can, <laughs> you can tell. You can tell. You feel free to tell him that when when he come when you when you return. Okay, Adira, so, you go clear the rooms. You're the one with the stapler, man. <laughs> and she's got extra holes in her too now, too. So it probably <laughs> wouldn't be probably wouldn't be a good a good idea. You could stable those shut. I know. already made that joke. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, this one you are skipping. This one, same thing. You put your, your ear to it. You don't hear anything immediately if you want to roll perception to tell everybody to shut up and give it a good listen. Again, I got to... You suck at listening to doors, man. <laughs> <laughs> All Can right. I listen to the doors he's listening to? Uh, if you, uh, roll inside check. God, I don't know where anything is inside. I'm really good at that. There it is. Six. Uh, no, you can't. I'm not going to let you. Um, but if you want to listen to a different door, I'll let you do that. Well, I'll try to insight. <clears throat> I got a nine. All right. I'm going to keep going down the hallway a little bit. Okay. You're going down the hallway a little bit. Fog of war clears off. The door you see down here at the very end, this one is, this uh, This is another hallway that you see this way. The door you see here at the very end looks like, looks sturdier. Looks like it's more, it's, it's, it's substantially more uh, hardened than the other does it doors. have a card slot? It has. Uh, you you you're not down there. Adira is. Yep. Um, I was Adira going to ask that. that. Okay. Um, yeah. You not only see a card slot, uh, but that card slot has been uh, vandalized uh, pretty pretty severely. Um, also, you do you do notice uh, an intercom. It looks like an intercom next to it, which is a feature that none of the other doors have. Hmm. Hey guys, I think what we're looking for is down here. I go down there. Yeah, I'll go look at it too. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about the intercom. <clears throat> yeah. Being, I'm gonna look around for cameras. You know, does the is there a camera on the intercom? Is there one on the? On yeah. The... Yeah. There's a there's a camera on the intercom. There's right. no screen. There's no, you know there's. there's I push there's... the button. And say, hey, you jerks need to save some of these bubbles out here. I wouldn't do that. Jesus Christ! I get out of the way. <laughs> Get us all. I killed. want. Okay, everybody, stop talking. Shiv, <laughs> do you actually do that? Yeah, I actually do that. A voice comes back on the intercom. Who? What? Who? Who are you? It's a female voice. Who are you? What are you doing out there? Where the guard frequency shooting these guys? They've been shooting us. <laughs> oh my god! How did? 
How did you find us? Well, the... Uh... Because <laughs> there's only three buildings on this planet, and we wrecked one. Jesus. And no, the other there's, 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 there's no, there's B, a lot more buildings. B, we know which room we want to get into. Let's go get in our cars and blow it up from the inside. <laughs> I say we follow the trail of blue dust to this dump, and we're here to clean it up. Oh my god! I mean, it's out. Oh my god! Get oh my everybody to come out. Oh my god! It's out. It got out. You mean you didn't know? Oh my god! How how much of it got out? I don't know. How much? Four. Any, any <sighs> of it is too much, in my opinion. Oh my god! Look, you is there anybody? The entire uh, generation of pilots, you sons of bitches. Is there anybody in the hallway out there? Can you see? Can you just see behind us. you? Just us and some dead people. Okay, okay, just hold on, just wait there. Uh, and the door opens up, and it's basically an elevator. Do you get into the elevator? I'm so confused. Why, Why would this person want to help us? And we just told him, we're here to kill everybody. We're murdering and cleaning this place up. And he's like, oh, you guys are here because of the stuff I'm working on? Come on down, let's talk about it. I don't buy Pretty it. Much. it. Sounds terrible. I got nothing to lift for. I got in the elevator. <laughs> We're getting Ail in the elevator, obviously. Yeah. But. Alien, are you in it? Okay, Ail's in. I mean, if you want to stand next to the Ail factories, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ail, if you want to stay up here and watch it, wait for the guys to come bursting out of the of the rec room there, uh, you, you feel free. Unless you want to go on down behind the nice locked door. I mean, Shiv's idea is to knock on the doors and go, we're here to kill people. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to go down this elevator now. It's crazy. All right. All right. You're going down the elevator. All right. That'll that that'll do it. I have, an, I have an important question. Yeah. Is there a Muzak in this elevator? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, roll perception. Is it the girl from Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll perception, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the Muzak is there, but if you roll successful perception check, you'll be able to identify the song. Non-nat 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, check that out! I, I'm from the past. It's this is new. It's music. my humps. It, no, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 actually it's actually a remake of a remake of a remake of uh, of Barry Manilow. No, 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 no. Uh, of Barry Manilow's more than a woman. So, uh, so, so it's it's it is it's it's calming. It's soothing as you descend into the unknown to find the voice on the intercom. Some say he steeped leaves in hot water and then spilled it all over a fancy shirt, and that he's fine with it because he needed a new t-shirt anyway. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. <laughs> that was so lame. As opposed to his whiskey <laughs> shirt. <laughs> yes, his whiskey, his whiskey jumpsuit. Yeah. So, a recap of last week's community question is: just write anything, pick something, we'll talk about it. Anything at all. Amontillado writes in, I'll chime in on this one. Yep, CIG scored an own goal. Chris's explanation on the reasoning was good, but they should have led with that. In the end, it was all for nothing as he did the right thing and reversed his decision. Everyone with an account will get a live stream of both stages. It's too bad they won't be able to have the quality they were hoping to afford. Well, Ken Shadow was out last week. And so he didn't get a chance to weigh in. I I, I tried to, as best I could, represent your 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 uh, your position, your your feelings on that issue. But this would be your chance to respond to Amontillado and and, and correct the record if, if necessary. You're just saying this because of our Twitter conversation, aren't you? No, I actually feel this way. It's true. <laughs> no, I, I I agree. I agreed with some of your statements there in that the um, 
if they had led with you know the the keynotes free and everybody can free from yeah. the keynote but we're going to lock you know camera 2 behind a paywall or something like that i think nobody would have had problems with it or you'd end up with like just a couple of people shouting in the corners uh, instead of you know what everybody <laughs> what happened right yeah. And yes, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they could have had their cake and ate it too if they would have figured out the communication problems that they have. It's hard for me to work up uh, ire with any of uh, Seek's marketing tactics at this point. Um, I, my my <laughs> anger was this spent was a, in like 2013 this and then it's like after that, it's like, eh, <laughs> you know. I, I, but, in fact, I imagine Seek's marketing going, no, no, don't do that. But you know, well, okay. You know, one thing I, I would like to point out here, one thing that was said in the podcast is no one can say no to Chris. And I, I completely... I, I don't I don't I don't think that's true because there's who's in charge of something like this it would be the head of marketing right Chris. who the hell's the head of marketing his wife Sandy <laughs> so if anybody <laughs> can say no to Chris it's probably his wife and she didn't say no so but I, I can also see the argument here where you know under the right perspective people just don't they don't think about these things right they're like ah well maybe you know we gotta we gotta offset the cost somehow, and, and people will understand, but they they don't they don't they're then they fall flat on crafting the message for that, and they don't give you the reasoning, and 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 that's they, they have a major failure there. Um, either way, I, I understand right. the ire, and I don't I don't disagree with it. I what all I'm saying is, and I'm not saying it was right, was that, but if they had done things in the right order, like like Tony was saying, then none of yeah. this would would have been a big hurrah. You know? Yeah. If they'd started in the middle, they wouldn't have had to move to the all the way free. If they'd started in the middle, they would have. And, and, and I mean, most conventions only ha- they only get, you know, a keynote. That's all you get anyway. Right. Cause that's all there is. Well, I take that back. You know what? At the at the the Citizen Con in Germany, there were panels and stuff that we didn't see. There was side stuff, all sorts of gameplay stuff. They were hanging out for a long time. And uh, we don't typically yeah. get to see the bar citizens, which are really cool too. So there's stuff you don't get to go see anyway, and, and people don't expect that. Right. So, no. So putting it behind a paywall would have been like, oh, that's oh, that's fine. I can kind of attend a little bit. Right. Yeah. I I, I, I think I think that would have probably. I would have done if yeah, I was anyway. if I was going to charge for it. I would have also done more. You know, have some roving cameras and crap like that. You know, to to give more of a social experience. Sure. But but. But uh, yeah, it, it should have been it should have been better thought out rather than what was probably done was that they're like, hey, we need to fund, we, we're going to spend more money on these cameras to put on this the second room. Uh, you know what? Just just make a digital ticket, right? And that was probably the end of the conversation, right? And then and then uh, a turbulent as a turbulent behavior. I always get those guys mixed up. Whichever one's the web one in Montreal, they threw it. They threw some. Um, uh, they threw some stuff together on the website. That was, and was literally the it. Um, they should have put a little bit more marketing muscle behind it and thought of, you know, what would be make sense to actually do this and what are people expecting, etc. But I, I was, I was, I wasn't mad. I was, I was saying, oh, this is going to blow up like a shit sandwich when I saw it. <laughs> well, and, well, you know, when I when I look at other games that do this kind of stuff, okay, so BlizzCon has it. BlizzCon is BlizzCon. BlizzCon is a pay, you know, 35 bucks and you can watch it. Or if you're a DirecTV subscriber, you get it for free as part of the direct play or whatever. But but in perspective, the games that that uh, are supported by BlizzCon are actual released, 
games that are you know you subscribe to and and you know play and pay money for and BlizzCon's a lot and, more expensive too, right? And you also typically get you do you do also get digital swag, and that was they said it, they said that was kind of their model they were going for. Um, the, the the other thing here is I think and, and I, I think if if there was some sort of like we said modulated response, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I, but the the reason I think a lot of the ire existed wasn't necessarily your standard fans. Lots of people felt bad about it, but I think the community was kind of. And I don't want to speak bad about anybody here, but I think the community was intentionally whipped up into a fury by people who make their living off of six content, specifically streamers that restream these stuff and just talk over it and and have their little uh, stream party. And I understand why they would feel slighted by this stuff. But if 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 there had been something for them to stream on top of, they wouldn't have cared as much. But they, because there wasn't, then they've probably felt like that was cutting into their dollar line, and they literally went on to you know hours long rants it's, on their streams about this it, stuff. Yeah, it's it's like they it's like they put up a stand that said "free pitchforks and torches." <laughs> it's not like people they weren't already are they were already marching, and some of them had pitchforks and torches. It's just like we brought exactly. more, you know. It, yeah, there was there was an amplifying effect yeah. there, yeah. yeah, which is. Which is fine because that's their job, right? They have an amplifying effect. But I think, yeah, just uh, I think that's probably irrelevant, though. I think everybody was mad. Everybody was mad. Right, the fact that the streamers mad, were though. mad too, I don't think drove them being mad. I think the mistake drove them being mad, right. and I think that's an important distinction because it's yeah. you know I and and I know I know you're a big Star Citizen fan, but I feel like you're like trying to cast away you know, how bad a mistake it was. And I might be misreading that, but that's what it feels like, because that was a terrible mistake, in my opinion. Um, you know? It was a... He ho- agrees with me, Henry. Was, well, am, I, am I missing bad. a point? I mean, I might be. No, I might no, no. be missing my, a point. My point was that it could have been a lot better. They could have still, they could have had their cake and, and, and eaten it too, and they didn't have it. And I'm, I'm basically agreeing with what Tony's position was in the last... The oh, I just meant with the streamers, where you were like, you know, the streamers kind of uh, drove the fury. No, 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 no. But I, yeah, that's that's not all that was happening. Everybody was mad. No, no like I, Jeff was on mad. On that particular point, I think people would have been mad, but yeah. it was it went way beyond that. Like, yeah, it, like the the Reddit threads and everything like that, they blew up on this issue. Like people that don't normally t- say anything were mm-hmm. in the, their, you know. Uh, you know, uh, throwing, throwing, commenting, commenting. It's against uh, political way of putting it. And uh, I don't think they would have even, even known about it, you know, until another three weeks. And then people would have slowly fizzled out their anger on it. I think without the streamers, I'm not saying people wouldn't be mad. It probably the exact same amount of people would have been mad, but it would have been, it would have been spread out rather than like this giant bonfire right at the beginning. Yeah, that's what happens with any media now, though. Whenever something happens, if the media agrees with it, it's going to be a storm because that's what they can do. It's how they can lash out the same way the rest of us can get on and, uh, like, write something in a forum or something and just express our anger that way. Those of us with microphones are going to really push the issue because we can. Um, yeah, it's too, bad, it. it's too bad Brian doesn't have yeah. a good microphone yeah. this week. Yeah. Because no yeah. one's going to listen to him because it's bad audio quality. Tony crippled it so he couldn't come on about Star Citizen too <laughs> That's much. Right. <laughs> That's right. I was afraid he was going to not agree with me, Tony, so I sabotaged. Tony hacked his Gibson and shut his mic down That's by right. deleting his garbage file. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Mad Wolf in chat says, I'm sorry, but if you have over 100 mil and you still can't finish the flipping game, come on, it's annoying. I'd like to say that's that's one point, but this being another point about 
the extra content and they were trying to generate extra money for the extra content. I think that's a valid point. But and, and I get what you're saying, too. You know, yeah, I wish it was out, too. But I think it's different when they're trying to generate money without pulling it out of what they've already raised for the game. That's at least cool. Maybe that's a good way to look look at it. But that was their um, that was their excuse for why they even yeah. chose to do this. And and that's the only excuse that I could really take. I still think it was crummy. I think it sucks. Where Chell writes in and says, Great show, everyone. For the first time ever, I agree with every word of Tony's rant. Trademark. However, even though it was all spot on, you spent 23 minutes on it. That was another 20, 20 minutes in the show. <laughs> and another 11 on this As part. a result, no nuggets for nuggets or No Man's Sky. Yay! No, no more sky! No more! It's hard to fault you, though. That really was the own goal to rule them all. Thanks for the show. H. Allen writes in and says, Holy my cow, I beat Sean Newboy to the first comment post. <laughs> Great show, everyone. You've inspired me to reinstall Rebel Galaxy and to check out their new cinematic game trailer for Outlaw. Looks pretty cool, like the movie Heavy Metal meets Borderlands. Yeah, I like that. I've used the GPR intro for a ringtone without asking Priority One Productions for permission. Seems to be contagious. If no one calls me, is it still illegal? <laughs> winky face. It's fine. It's royalty-free music that Mikey found that we we thought fit perfectly. So yeah, it's it. it yeah, uh, this is not legal advice. Go for real legal advice. Consult a lawyer licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. But uh, we're not coming after you. Yeah, nice disclaimer there, Tony. There you go. <clears throat> Sean Newboy writes and it says, "Wonderful episode, everyone. Please, please don't." rap again and i totally agree don't don't know tony didn't rap last time come on he did not what he did was not rapping last time in no way in no way could what i did last week be considered as like any kind of it was not street poetry of any kind it was new sir no thank you though tony for that horrifying rendition of something (laughs) and and he continue i continue on for sean newboy sounds like cig had their own monocle gate on their hands what is monocle gate it was at Eve that they sold them the cosmetic uh, monocle for like ridiculous amounts of money that. that everybody was just. It was just it and it was the 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 parallels are the parallels were there. There was a humongous outcry and and uh, PR nightmare storm. So yeah, I, the parallels are there. And and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an episode anymore without hearing from Clown Bobo. Now I now Clown Bobo, I do have to say that I I'm gonna have to cut. I had to cut a lot of this for time. Because if I was if I was going to do a Walter Cronkite voice for that entire for the paragraphs he wrote in, we'd be here all night. So I, I did have to cut some of this, but let me let me wet my whistle here just a little while bit. While he wets his whistle, Tony said all that because he was embarrassed he wrote so much to himself. I he know. cut a lot of it so he could still read more thing. than we expect or or probably need, but it looks like he reduced it. So anyway, go ahead, Tony, read what you wrote to yourself. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> Good evening. Through the miracle of time travel, I'm reporting to you live from Austin, Texas, post-CitizenCon 2948. The pre-show proceedings got off to a dubious start when it was learned that the lone remaining silent partner for the event had withdrawn his support earlier in the day. Reached for comment following the event, local entrepreneur Tito B, at first asked not to be named, but then went on to explain why he withdrew his support. Quote, When I first met these guys, they were talking real big about building some huge company to develop the best damn space something or other. But then, when I figured out they're doing some kind of crowd-funded thing to build pretend spaceships, and are already way behind schedule, dude, I bailed. 
man, those things never work out. Someone is always gonna be butthurt. They should do like I did, put the whole thing on credit cards, end quote. The last-minute loss of funds necessitated a frantic restructuring of plans and inspired some rather unconventional ad hoc solutions. In the main lobby, fans were treated to an interactive feedback experience in which for $5 per round, they could participate in a highly stylized RSI Roadmap Meets Frogger tournament. The winner's favorite, as yet-to-be-completed game title would be pushed to the top of the list for inclusion in a patch coming soon. Trademark. I will return next week to continue this multi-part report on the road to CitizenCon 2948 after the fact. At that time, I will attempt to explain exactly how little Chris Roberts looks like Anthony Hopkins and why Speedo should not be a word in Jared Huckabee's vocabulary. And that's the way it is. I am Bobo Cronkite. Good night. Disclaimer, this reported future is one of many possible futures. No claim is made upon the likeliness of this or any other future actually occurring. Conducted on a closed course by paid professionals. No unicorns were harmed in the making of this report. Your results may vary. If swelling persists for longer than four hours, seek immediate medical attention. Hashtag the future is now. Hashtag somebody please just say no. Hashtag Tony is right. You know, it sounds to me like uh, Tony's expounding his writing uh, skills there. Trying to trying to get more of it into the show. You know, nope. Um, clown, fo- clown, Bobo, you keep feeding it to me, buddy. I'll do my best to put them out there. Just no more rap. I'm not honestly. sure. Sean Newboy's dead. I'm not, right. I'm not sure Lando's gonna gonna dig that uh, that speedo dig there. I mean, I don't. I doubt I, he owns one, I, I, but. Well, I think the joke here is that something awful happens at Citizen Con that we don't know about because we're in the past and he's in the future. So let's hope this is a warning to Disco well, Lando. I, that if is, you have a Speedo and you plan on taking it, maybe don't. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. I, I have heard about his Zardoz cosplay plans. So This 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 could be. Yes. We, I mean, yeah. we don't know. These these are futures that are left unwritten. And what, what, he's going to the con in a big head? Yeah, well, that's 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 the part that we're not talking about in terms of the speedo. It's the other part. Oh, the other part. Yeah, with the guns yeah. and the the bandoliers, <laughs> the, and the boots. And, yeah. the boots. <laughs> it's awful. And, and the it's and awful. The, yeah, and the uh, and the strings. Turkish the German writes, guys, love the use of the bar graphic from the original Wing Commander for this week's episode. Paladin would be proud. Maniac would well do something. Uh, that was actually taken from an earlier uh, feed uh, uh, post. That was from our uh, mini game episode. Uh, our, our artist Ben Sanders first first problems uh, uh, borrowed a, a wingman. Uh, sorry, a wing commander. A wing commander uh, graphic for our show title. So, uh, thanks, Turkish. Ken from Chicago says, "Whoa, hashtag Elite Dangerous." At least let them arrive at their destination before sicking hashtag Thargoids on them. They could at least go out in an unexplored space, hashtag Blaze of Glory, but to cut them down before they barely got on their way, hashtag not cool. Not cool, man. Not cool. This one's going to take a little bit of setup. LNO Rebel tweets in response to Disco Lando posting a picture on Twitter, and if everybody would like to just click on that real quick. Uh, it is a, uh, a a picture of what it looks like a large, empty building space uh, with one other person way at the end. But there's like a lot of it looks like outlets and trays and stuff, maybe for desk positions. And uh, there's a little bit of a, a colloquy there. That the idea is that maybe this is office space in Manchester that might be being expanded into. That's the the theory anyway. So uh, and then uh, so Eleanor Rebel writes in and says, 
Uh, seems like that's true. Expansion for office space. Not bad for a studio that's broke, owned by the bank, and 90 days from bankruptcy or whatever, followed by euphemistic reference to Derek Smart, is now proclaiming. I wonder what at guard freak will make of this. I don't know what to make of it. It's a empty office. It, they're expanding space. to the next to another floor in the Winslow building. That's what that means. That's what oh, that's okay. what that so, I mean, means. Yeah, that's what he, that, that's why he's being facetious because it's because it's a pick of them expanding when they're supposed to be going under. That's why the, that's what's what it's referencing. Oh, 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 oh. Well, the alternative view of that is that uh, the tax credit that the British government uh, is giving them is going to pay off again. So. That's that's what that's what I think is going on. But now, yeah, everyone has their own different views of things of these things. Maybe we don't have to feel so bad for them for not making all that money they desperately needed from their tickets. Maybe we <laughs> maybe they'll be all right. Kinshadi, you were saying something about the the anger fizzling out over time. Is it like 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 it's like, is it dissipating? I don't. It I don't, hasn't I don't started know dissipating yet. I don't know. It's still, okay. it's I, still raining. I, sh- Tony, come on. <laughs> it's falling all around still. People are not cool yet. All right? Uh, too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Henry seems quite mad okay. at something he probably wasn't even going to watch. Were you going to no, watch just, the live stream? Commenting. Are you going to watch I usually do, yeah, because i got to come on here and comment. I still play sometimes. I just don't play as much as you guys. I play a whole lot of Elite, so I don't play so much Star Citizen because it's not VR. It doesn't appeal to me as much. But um, I'm interested in how developers treat people, and I'm interested in the project. You know, I want it to be finished so I can play too. So, and then finally, this wasn't a comment directed towards us, but um, it it resonated with me, and so I stole it from Reddit. So uh, we're going to credit Dr. Flangiata for the Reddit post out there. Uh, Mikey, uh, cue the music. In 3304, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for breaching a no-fire zone defending the Gnosis. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Lavian underground. Today. Still wanted by the Pilots' Federation, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the AXT. And, of course, the AX team is the anti-Xeno team. Uh, so, yes, yes, that, that, that seemed quite appropriate. And, uh, and we had the backing track for the A-team because we used it on our FOB thing years ago. So, so thanks, Mikey, for making that That's work for you. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Not great being sent to the California Nebula for nothing, but... We didn't <laughs> yeah, mention, that, by the way, that they... I heard they are sending pilots back that were sent there. Actually, yeah, yeah. and we and we actually... That, thank you for bringing that up, because we do need to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Frontier is, if you put in a support ticket, uh, canceling the fine and beaming you back to the Gnosis if you did get caught in the no-fire zone and get uh, slapped with a fine. They are doing that, and I have also seen reports of people being upset that they they bought a fancy new dress for the ball in the in the form of paint jobs and ship kits for uh, the trip out there because you know they're excited they're going to take pictures and show off this new unexplored area they felt kind of cheated and frontier's been giving refunds for that too they're always very good about cleaning things up they're pretty good about that but i think an ounce of prevention would go a long way yes, because absolutely i got a question here what would have what would have happened if they just let the gnosis go to the cone sector and made they made the cone sector look exactly like the sector they're currently in? What would have what would have happened? Same thing probably. The exact same thing, and and people would not have been mad because they knew what they were getting into, right? They're that's my point. They didn't yeah, that's get what there. I'm saying. Yeah. They should that, have just that was my, been my point all night. Is I think people got what they were expecting. It's just uh, I, think that, I think a lot of players I think FDF should have just uh, let them go there, it. right? Like what's exactly. the point? 
Yeah. They could have done that. I think what they did was fine. Like I said, I get why people are upset, but I also am having fun with it personally. And the things that did upset me are the things that always upset me. It's broken when it comes out. It took them a day to fix it. So the initial experience is ruined for a character, a character, a player like me, that's going to stay up for the server to come back on. You know, you got to you got to test your that's my point. Pardon my language. Right. And it was easily discovered too. That's the yeah. thing. That was that's the real point is that it didn't take long for the problems to become readily apparent. And if they had done a little testing, it would have been readily apparent to them too. Yeah, absolutely. That's, if it was like some obscure thing that happened to a bunch of people and a bunch of people didn't experience it, no way. But everybody was getting destroyed and sent to California. And come on, guys, please. Sorry, I'm done ranting. Why? I, I got a quick question. When they is is that why you're in California? Because you got destroyed and then you had to respawn there? No. What happens is everybody was going to go to the Cone sector, so they're in the Altuts sector, I think, uh-huh. um, on their way yeah. to Cone, right? And the the jump didn't happen. We didn't get the Cone. So there's a rule in Elite that you can't fire your weapons near a station, right? right? So people are launching to defend the ship. That's what you have to do is launch and fight the Thargoids. But if you fire weapons within, I think, 10 kilometers of the station, you get a fine. If you get killed when you have a fine, you don't respawn at the last port you die or you docked at. You respawn at a detention facility, which since we're so far away, the closest detention facility is way far out there, too, and really far from where we are. Mm. So you respawn in the California Nebula far from anything at all. A lot of of avocado toast, right? Right. And a lot of people have lost, have been like re-equipping their ships. So they're not even equipped for exploration anymore. So you're finding people who are respawning in the California Nebula away from anything with no fuel scoops, Mm -hmm. things like that. Stuff that's going to screw up and ruin their game. You know what I mean? That's just not cool. That's what should have been fixed. That's the thing that really got me. Right. Is I couldn't, I couldn't defend this carrier. I had to completely come out. It ruined my immersion. Completely. I had to completely come out of the game to say, I can't fight this thing right now because the game will send me to prison far away, you know, instead of saying, hey, everybody defended the Gnosis. You can defend it now. You can have fun now. But they ruin the uh, the presentation. The initial rollout. They, they ruin the rollout. And that's what they do. They ruin the rollouts. And it sucks. And our Patreon this week is that we don't have one. And so we don't have a random winner. And this week's community question... Were you affected by the bugs and poor planning of the Gnosis event? What do you think can be done to improve so-called spontaneous events? And otherwise, how was the show? Are you thinking of investing in podcast stocks, or are you stuffing your earbuds in a mayonnaise jar and burying them in the backyard? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 228 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 229 on September 18th. 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We want to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, our elite contributor, Baxter, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey, Lennon, and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, Deep Black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Contact 330, Carol 15, Squawk 7700. Stay on the guard.
This is Tony, intro, sync one. This is Jeff, intro, sync two. This is Ken Shadow, intro, sync three. I have wiggly lines, that's amazing. Wiggly lines are good. Intro in three, two. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flat deck. That that went real Texas real fast. That was a little less. Still Texas, but a little less Texas. Okay. I don't think I can have the not Texas. (laughs) All right. I'll stop it there. Uh, Chat thinks that we're all streaming from our basement, and this is foxnews.com. Well, Brian has a bad headset this week. It is true. So that's why it sounds like he's in the basement, but I still sound great. So does Henry, (laughs) and so does Jeff. Yeah. And so does Jeff's chair. And for the record, we're actually all in the same basement. We just put up these dividers and changed the lighting so it looks like we're all over the place. Right. Mm -hmm. We're 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 putting on a show about four guys that talk about Space Sims in their basements all over the place. We're recording it from one location. It's It's a very meta uh, reality show they're putting absolutely in, in reality we don't actually play video games we actually hate space sims we're really just a bunch of fantasy football guys and uh, crisis actors actually we're... in reality jeff is a puppet <laughs> no i'm a republican <laughs> a crisis situation has developed aboard the cannon science vessel the gnosis <laughs> actually i've seen some people demand that it be pronounced that way so i don't care you, you they'll write in people will write in either way doesn't i matter. know uh but i'm gonna pronounce it right i, I just i, I don't s- know gnosis I, may be right i don't know that's why i'm waiting for the letters or and... or uh, uh what do you think of events that are not well planned <laughs> like yeah, every recording of guard frequency <laughs> <laughs> sorry i got distracted